Equipping speakers to make an impact. It's the Key 5 Podcast for speakers by speakers with your host, Robert Ferguson. Welcome to the Key 5 Podcast for speakers by speakers. For show notes, go to key5podcast.com. Today, we're talking with Becky McCrary, known as the Carol Burnett of conventions, the Energizer Bunny in high-heeled shoes, and Southern Sass. She's a speaker, trainer, and facilitator who inspires her audiences through personal experiences, hold-your-face humor, and unimaginable insight to guide audiences to a profound belief in their own purpose, passion, and power. Let's get started. So, Becky, in one sentence, what do you speak about? Robert, I speak about how we treat each other. That may be sales and service, leadership, diversity. It's all about how we treat each other. I love the sound of that. It's so respectful. <laughs> Imagine that, a Southern girl being respectful. <laughs> <laughs> That's wonderful. Well, Becky, how, how did you end up in the business of being a speaker? Oh, my gosh, Robert. I spent 20 years in banking. My husband's company moved us from Sumter, South Carolina, to Greenville, South Carolina, about 150 miles, and walked right into a position as a branch manager at a local institution and financial institution. And about six months later, realized that on a regular basis, my CEO did not take her medication. Oh, my goodness. (laughs) You never knew who was coming in from one day to the next or who would be here after lunch. I, I, you know, I'm in a new area. Nobody knew me. They didn't know they were supposed to love me. And (laughs) (laughs) I wrote a seven-page handwritten letter to my parents (laughs) one day during my lunch break. Mama said when the envelope arrived, they looked at each other and said, "Uh (laughs) uh-oh. But I sat down with my husband and said, what can I do? I cannot do this, so what can I do? And he and I had met when I managed a call center for a financial institution. He was my telephone man. So um, I married him and we got free upgrades. You know, so it was really all about the business. I'm I'm a real corporate girl, you know. And um, so Scott says, you know what you do better than anybody else I know? Well, of course, my ears perked up, as did my eyebrows. And uh, he said, telephone skills. He had observed me training my own staff, taking those difficult calls. Because, you know, when you're a manager, you never get to talk to anybody who isn't already mad. Mm-hmm. So taking those difficult calls and, and delighting our callers. So I said, all right, I'll do this. I called three interconnect companies. Those are small telephone companies. Mm-hmm. And said, I know nobody ever calls to say the phone's working great. <laughs> Just wanted you to know. So I will do a 45-minute presentation on dealing with difficult people in your face. Now, Robert, I didn't have a 45-minute presentation. <laughs> um, but I will do this in exchange for $200 and 20 referrals. Wow. Because I wanted to speak to call centers and who could get me in front of call centers, but they're telephone companies. <laughs> Every one of them said yes. Wow. So in 30 days, I had three letters of recommendation, $600 that I could, you know, get business cards and join the local chamber of commerce and 60 
leads. That's brilliant. <laughs> I love your strategy. That was awesome. You know, the thing is, if you don't know that you can't do that, then you just you just do it. Mm-hmm. I had never heard of the National Speakers Association. I had seen one professional speaker on stage in my 20 years of banking experience. And when I found out she lived outside of Charlotte, North Carolina, and I'm in Greenville, South Carolina, I thought, uh, you know, I got to get connected to these people. Mm-hmm. And I learned so much once I got connected. But before that, I had been speaking professionally for almost two years. And I didn't know that I had to speak for free. So I didn't. And I didn't know, you know <laughs> that, that wow. I, I couldn't sell a program before I had it. So I just did it. And it's been 21 years. Oh, good for you, uh, Becky. That's just awesome. I love that story. So what, what do you know now that you wish you knew when you got started? Oh, there's a list. But I think number one on the list has to be what a roller coaster this industry is. Because when people book you and they talk about you and so their friends book you, you think, oh, my gosh, this is never ending. But if you don't stay in front of them all the time, mm-hmm. um, they know they love you, but they forget that they love you <laughs> until you show up again. So I wished that I had known, you know, that during the really good months I needed to save because there would be lean months. Um, mm-hmm. It just, you know, it didn't hit for a number of years, but it's kind of like when you work in an industry, like I do a lot of banking associations. So Missouri hired me and Florida hired me and then they recommended me to their peers. And then now, you know, I presented in 41 states and, um, and the Caribbean, but you know, it's a tough job, but somebody has to do it. (laughs) So, uh, you know, and, and, um, then after a while they've all had you and many of them, oh my gosh, I don't know who dreamt this up, but many of them have a policy of not having speakers back. Even if the evaluations are off the chain and and they just they don't. So there will be lean months, even if you've had a decade of success. Wish I'd known that. That's a good learning, and I appreciate you sharing that, Becky. And uh, I have to chuckle thinking that you've been from banking to humor. Uh, that's quite the... <laughs> funny. They almost beat every bit of it out of me in those <laughs> 20 years. It is, when I started speaking, Robert, I bought a joke book. I knew inherently that people needed to laugh if they were going to sit through an hour or 90 minutes of, of telephone skills. So, And I, I wasn't funny. I had just gotten so used to, you know, A, B, always equal C. And and I bought this joke book and I I never used it. You know, I never told any of the jokes because they weren't me. Mm-hmm. So I began to to um illustrate ideas with stories. Mm. And you know, I just talk about my personal pain and my own mistakes. And for some reason, people think it's hilarious. I, I don't understand that. You know, I thought they would be crying in a corner by the time I finished. But but no. So um, you just, I brought back my humor. It took, <laughs> it was a journey. It took a while. 
So, Becky, how, how do you develop a, a key story, since obviously that's a key part of presentations, that you may use mm. across multiple uh, speeches? You know, I come from a family of storytellers. And I'm Southern Baptist, so when you're raised in a Southern Baptist church, you hear all the stories of the Bible. So I was always around people who told stories. Now, when my stories, number one, are always true, even though people have said, you know, you can get a bigger laugh if you embellish this. It's like, yeah, but what I remember, because as long as I'm telling you what really happened, it uh, it's easier for me to remember. And, and you just spend time reliving it. And I think that's where the best humor comes from, Robert, is when, when you're not telling a story, but you are reliving an experience, you help people get into that experience themselves and how they would react to those things. But, you know, to develop it, I need some quiet time. So I may do it while I'm driving. You know, it's a three-hour drive to see Mama. I might take that whole three hours working on one story, just starting from the beginning and telling it, starting, you know, realizing that if I moved that word in the sentence, that it would have a punch. So retelling it and, and changing the, the sentence structure and, and remembering more of it. You know, the more you tell something, the more you remember it. Mm-hmm. Um, so I do it when I'm driving. I do it when I'm walking the dog. Lucas, the yellow lab, has heard so many of my stories, and he still loves me. So, you know, I, I think I'm doing okay. And, um, of course, the mirror. Standing in front of the mirror. You, I don't believe that you can develop a story by putting it on paper. Because we write very differently than we speak. So when you're telling a story, you want to do that audibly. Mm-hmm. And, and once I get it pretty well done, then I type it out. Then I, you know, uh, take it with me, grab the leash, and Luke and I go around the neighborhood a couple of times. And I've got that paper and I've got a, a pencil, you know, stuck in my pocket. Mm-hmm. And so th- as soon as I get back, I'm, I'm at the keyboard rewriting it, you know, because the more I said it, the more I realized a different word would be better, a different place for that word would be better. And, um, you know, sometimes you do have to change the names to protect the guilty, but most of the time I don't even do that (laughs) because I'm talking about my personal experiences and my family, that kind of thing. So I absolutely believe in quiet time, but I believe in doing it on your feet Mm -hmm. and out loud. Fascinating, Becky. I love your approach and especially speaking out loud. Now, earlier you mentioned about you didn't know that you had to speak for free. Um, do you, would you recommend to other speakers today that they should speak for free? And if so, when and why? Mm, that's a great question, Robert, because everyone's business model is different. Um, I didn't speak for free when I started. I spoke for love offerings. You know, <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't always get, make real money, but you know, I'd come away with gas money, and um, you know, most of the time it was a hundred dollars to speak to a little association, you know, that had monthly meetings here in town. Mm-hmm. Um, but when I when I got connected to the National Speakers Association, a speaker there said, "You need to speak for free." And I thought, why would I do that? You know, mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm I'm a for-profit company here, mm-hmm. and she said because you'll speak more often. And boy, was she right! 
Hmm. Once those little companies and little networking groups around town, you know, that need a speaker every month, Mm -hmm. once they heard that I would be willing to speak for book sales, then they started inviting me more. And the more you speak, the better you get. The more you tell the story, the the better the story is. Mm-hmm. And and it really did just just cause a skyrocket to my business. Because all of those little associations have people that are members who belong to other companies. Mm-hmm. And, you know, again... I think there are two kinds of people in the world, those who know me and the, and love me and those who ought to. So my job, <laughs> my job is to convert the former, you know, the, the latter people to the former mm-hmm. group. Yeah. Um, I absolutely will still speak for zero compensation. I don't say I speak for free mm-hmm. because I, you know, with social media, the way it is now, there is huge value in recommendations. Absolutely. So, so I will say, you know, um, a gal that, that I used to work with when I first got started, um, you know, she is in a new position at a university and she called me a few months back and she said, the, um, all of the HR people in colleges and universities across the state of South Carolina are having a meeting and we want you to be our keynote, but we don't have any budget. You know, we don't have any money. Mm-hmm. And it's like, gosh, do I want to be in front of 150 HR professionals that will have meetings that will recommend speakers to mm-hmm. departments who have meetings? Gosh, let me think. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, <laughs> so they agreed to um, to let me make my books available for purchase. You know, if you you sell ten books, that's two hundred dollars, and mm-hmm. and that's that's a nice little hour salary. Um, but I they also what's that? That's smart. Yes. Yeah, and then they also let me put um, you know forms out so that they could sign up for my newsletter. And that gave me contact information. They also indicated whether they would be interested in, in talking to me about presenting for them. That is a huge lead. Now it's not just, you know, I remember there were 150 people in the room, but Sammy said she is going to be planning a team building meeting and wants to talk to me about presenting. Okay. Mm-hmm. And I've got Sammy's contact information. So there are still times that I speak for no compensation, but I get something in return. Another great thing to get in return is those LinkedIn recommendations. You know, you're connecting with people all over the place, so why not encourage them to go to your LinkedIn profile and leave a recommendation because they heard you or they were the meeting planner and they worked with you and goodness there are so many prima donnas in this business i i know that's a shock to you robert i know but some of your listeners may be surprised too and so when you have a meeting planner talking about how easy it was to work with you oh my gosh that is valuable to me and and then of course that's not just going to show up on my page it's going to also show up on theirs Becky, that's brilliant. So, so as we, we start to wrap up here, any secret tips or tricks you could share about speaking? Oh, speak often. Um, 
speak about what you're passionate about, not just what you can research and find out information on, but bring your whole self. And then the most important thing when you think about the business of speaking, Robert, has to be to stay in touch. As soon as you show up in their voicemail, in their email, in their um, snail mail, they will remember you and they will remember that they loved you. But if you don't show up, what's going to bring you back to their mind when they're planning the next event or get a promotion and now they're working with another group or even in another company to remember you. So you have to stay in touch. It doesn't matter how much they love you in the moment. What matters is whether or not there is you know, something else that comes along. Mm-hmm. So just, just stay in touch. Fabulous. Becky, this has been great. Thank you very much. And as we like to say to our listeners, we'll see you on the stage. Now let's hear what Alan Hoffler has for us in our Millswick Minute. Today's speaking tip is about how to find relevant topics in your life and turn them into a powerful story for your presentations. Most people listen to a keynote speaker and think they don't have a story interesting enough for the big stage. They're wrong. As humans, we share the common struggle to all men and women, and our story is but a specific instance of a larger narrative. Find the moral of your story, and it will connect to your audience and give you a right to be on the stage. Even something as simple as your first car can create the chance to talk about perseverance, values, the ones we love, making do, making mistakes, and making out. Audiences will find their own connect points to these themes, and appreciate your insights that can help them. Find the larger story from your small stories, and people will flock to listen. Most importantly, believe that your story matters and commit to tell your story. I'm Alan Hoffler, and this is your Millswick Minute. Thanks, Alan. I love the stories that our speakers share on these podcasts. Maybe someday I'll share one of mine. In the meantime... On our next K5 podcast, I'll be interviewing Stephen Monaco, a thought leader who's recognized as an IBM futurist and speaks about strategy, marketing, innovation, and entrepreneurship. I hope you can join us. To listen to all of our podcasts and learn more about our guests, go to key5podcast.com. That's K-E-Y and the number five, podcast.com. And be sure to download the speaking tips available there. So go to key5podcast.com today. Thanks for listening. This podcast was produced by your local studio. For more, go to key5podcast.com. Hey, if you're still listening, thanks for sticking around. I have one quick request. If you like the show, it would mean a whole lot if you left a review over in the iTunes store. This actually helps others find the show. So thanks in advance, and I'll talk to you next time.